0: well 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 welcome into the young dad podcast i'm jay and with me today is my handsome co-host aaron aaron as some of you guys know him and also joining us today is a special guest a friend of mine craig the host of the single dad reboot podcast Craig's podcast, A Single Dad Reboot, is his story about how he went from married to not so happily married to divorced to raising a daughter and figuring out life, sharing his story about how he came from where he was to where he is now and really doing it to let other men know who are in the same boat like I was, that's how I got to know Craig, that you're not alone. Absolutely, I'm thrilled to have Craig on the podcast today. We're thrilled. We're excited. You should be excited. Today, we have an awesome episode. Before we jump too far into it, though, first, make sure you like, share, follow, leave five stars, send it to your whole fantasy football league before it's too late, and leave a review while you're at it. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, there is also a poll. In a section where you can post questions as well. So please make sure you do that. And of course, on today's episode, we have something funny, something meaningful, something for the dads out there, and an awesome Girl Dad Survival draft. So grab your juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. Just want to take a moment. Chiboy here. Make sure you head over to our Linktree. It's in the show notes. It's in the description on YouTube, whichever platform you're on. And our Linktree, linktr.ee backslash ballboyblog. You can find all the amazing things happening at Ballboy Media. Ball boy blog itself, the Young Dad Podcast, which you're listening to right now, some amazing deals for Danos, the Coldest Water, Everlast, and even Two Fanatics. Head over to our Linktree right now while you're listening to this Check out all the great deals and ways that you can support the podcast today. Thank you to our live studio audience. You guys are great as always. We have three quick questions for each of us to answer. We're going to go in an order that I created. And these are three very important questions that all the people need to know are correct answers on them. So make sure you guys give the correct answers. Is cereal soup? Why or why not? Craig.
1: I say no. I feel that it's not because soup should have some kind of like beef or chicken stock, and maybe vegetables. And you just can't have those things in cereal. They just don't go together. Okay. Aaron?
2: Mm, Hard no. When I think of soup, it's definitely warm. I don't want to eat warm or hot cereal.
0: I mean, oatmeal?
2: Oh, yeah, I guess.
0: I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to say, yes, cereal is soup because you have a liquid base and you have something inside of that liquid base. So I think it qualifies as soup. But I may always just be saying that to be facetious and to take a different opinion than you guys. So,
1: Contrarian.
0: Of course. The next question, and this is a hot topic. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? Aaron.
2: Absolutely not. It's always one piece of bread. Unless you break the hot dog bun, it's always one piece of bread. So,
1: Craig. I say absolutely not as well. I mean, hot dogs are mythical. You don't see sandwich eating contests. There's Somebody's doing something crazy like tricks in basketball games. Like, oh, he's such a hot dog. He's such a sandwich. sandwich." It doesn't make any sense.
0: That's true. I'm going to agree with you guys. A hot dog is not a sandwich. It It just doesn't make sense. Yes, it has the bread and the meat in the middle, but it just doesn't add up. And lastly here, this is a hot Hot button topic that will go on, on for, for as long as time exists. How, how do you, do you, you feel about pineapple putting pineapple on, on pizza? pizza? Now, we're probably going to lose some listeners, game some listeners. Sorry. Craig, I'm sorry to your following in advance. <laughs> for me, how for gonna me I'm going to shoot on first on, on this on one, on one because okay. that's what I did. Pineapple does not, pineapple does not go, on go on pizza. Not it's a not thing. a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. And you should go to jail if you put pineapple on your pizza. And you agree with that's that. The that's the correct answer, answer here. Here, Aaron? Aaron, Aaron. All right, Craig, you go. All right, Craig, you go. Does pineapple go on pizza?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. I think it's the worst idea ever. Um, I'm not sure if it's jail time worthy, but I just think back to all the office parties I had where, to make everybody happy, they would order, you know, pineapple and pepperoni pizza, and that would always be the one that was left over at the end. I think it's just awful.
0: It really is always that one left. It's always the Hawaiian that's left at the end. Aaron, exactly. do you have an answer for? Coming
2: us? in to save the day. Yes, pineapple belongs on pizza. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, what? Why? Dude,
1: Why? Have you never, you've never Any
2: had fears? a pineapple and ham pizza? Oh, we've oh all I have. had
0: it. We've never liked it. Oh, not exactly. right.
2: Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a,
0: like I'll eat a Hawaiian haystack. Like Hawaiian haystacks, I can do with like pineapples and stuff like that. Very small chunks of pineapple. I'm not a big cute pineapple guy. It
2: belongs on pizza. but on a lot of pizza.
0: no, no. Is it a sweet
2: salty
1: thing? Is that is that the lure? The yeah, attraction? that might be it. Sweet and savory, the sweet
2: savory.
0: That would that would make a lot of sense, but it still doesn't go on pizza. So where we landed on, we landed on all these, Craig and Aaron said that cereal is not soup. I think it's soup. Is a hot dog a sandwich? We all agree that it is not a sandwich, and Craig and I are right of mind and sound of mind, and Pineapple does not go on pizza, and Aaron needs to be checked into the loony bin for his feelings on such, but his feelings are valid. That's how he feels. That's okay. We're still going to accept him and only judge him slightly. And we are back. That was an enlightening discussion. Aaron, you're still wrong. You're bad and you should feel bad. But that's why we're brothers. We have, to, we have to balance each other. That's what we're here for. So we're going to jump into something meaningful. We're going to talk about joy. And for some context for what we're going to mean by joy is according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, this, is, this one was my favorite definition of it because it made the most sense. The emotion invoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, or delight, is also defined as the expression or exhibition of such emotion, gaiety, and a state of happiness or felicity, or bliss. So when you guys hear the word joy, what does it mean to you? Craig, we'll go ahead and shoot to you first.
1: So for me, when I think of joy, you know, I don't actually think of you know possessing any one thing, but I think of moments where you are fully a present and just fully aware of everything going on around you, and you are fully you know in tune with you know your your senses. Maybe you can smell everything, feel everything going on around you. You can see here; it's like you are sort of like a heightened awareness, and I sort of related to you guys can relate, but maybe the birth of your child. Or maybe when you're in the honeymoon phase with, you know, your girlfriend and, you know, just all your stresses and worries and everything that bothers you, it just disappears. And you're just really locked in to that particular moment. That's when I think of joy, like that's what I think of.
2: Mm, Yeah. So my take on joy, it's going to be similar to that. Like, I don't really think of one specific thing or emotion. It's just whenever i catch myself um like craig said in the moment just basking in and enjoying it and being grateful for everything that i have or you know experiences that i get to share um it's more of you know if you would have asked me this 2 3 years ago i would tell you it's it's about possessions or you know once but once spending time with my kids creating my own family it's definitely shifted my mindset to um like when you appreciate certain
0: things or certain moments. I 100% agree with both of you. And for me, I, I think it is more so captured in moments. As you get older, as you mature, as life changes for you, as you become a dad, as you go through things like divorce or your children being born and them growing up, it goes more from the stuff you have that brings you joy, but to the moments, like Aaron's saying. For me, it's – but it's not those moments that you want to almost take out your phone, but you don't take out your phone because you just want to capture them in your mind and in your memory and create those core memories in your head instead of taking it with your phone, which so many people decide to take that moment on their phone and capture it, but they're also missing out on really locking it in and feeling – those those all five senses feeling the you know the stress kind of go away feeling the emotion go away and it's it's such a powerful thing is when you're when you have those moments of just they're almost they're clear they're picture perfect and you don't want to take a picture because a picture would ruin them so for you guys I know we all kind of mentioned it and I'm sure our listeners could probably guess what what brings you both the most joy in your lives Aaron your uh, for you me
2: Yeah. For me, it's, it's gotta be my family, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy, you know, the things that I like personally, but, um, for me, it's, it's my family. I mean, just seeing my family grow or, um, spending time with my family is, is what brings me the most joy. Absolutely. Craig.
1: Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's the same for me, but just to take a sort of a different tact, I suppose, um, my daughter's really big into soccer, and soccer season just started um, two weeks ago. So she's really good, and just to watch her do something that she really enjoys and she's good at it, I—it's hard to describe. But just just to to see that and be able to witness it—you know—once a week, it, it you miss it when it's not—you know—it's out of season. So to just—I guess—just watching your kids have fun—it's as small as that might sound to anybody that doesn't have a kid. It, it just fills you up,
2: mm, yeah, I can relate to that, so it's it's definitely like for me, it's seeing them succeed like mm. it's you know it's one thing when they have a bad day or a bad game it's you know it's a growing process, but when you see them thriving and and performing what they've been practicing all week, like you would say um it's it's a different feeling it's a it's a different level of bliss,
1: yeah, exactly
0: absolutely and for me it's it's a combination of those I absolutely love seeing my kids succeed I love seeing them grow I love seeing them learn but for me I also do a lot of coaching like I coach my daughter's t-ball team I coach you know she does cheerleading while I coach flag football now and you know I've done a lot of coaching in the past and present and work with a lot of people and manage a lot of people and one of my favorite things that brings me so much joy is seeing a kid just get it when they all the dots connect they put it together on how to swing a bat how to throw a ball how to catch a ball how to pull a flag how to take the hand off or anything like that all those really small little skills like you were saying Craig those small little things whether it's your child or some someone you care about or someone that works for you or someone that you've been working with for a long time or someone you care about no matter who when you see those little things click for them because of you, and they're clicking in the right moments, and you're present to see that, it's it's uncanny just being able to see that, especially when it's a kid that you're coaching and you've been working with them all season and it finally clicks and you just want to scream out to the heavens, thank goodness, because it finally worked. Whatever you did it finally worked, and their parents are happy, you're happy, and everyone's happy. And it's just it's just a moment that you you never forget. so, so in, But there is one problem in our society when it comes to joy, I feel, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. Our society is almost obsessed with stealing other people's joy. This is something I've been thinking on for a long time. And instead of letting them have it and embracing it with them, they instead decide to crush it and try to take it away from them. We see it all the time where someone gets really excited about something and then someone just comes in and completely crushes them and destroys them. Why, why are we like that? And what do you guys think you guys can do or what we can do or listeners can do on a daily basis so that that doesn't keep happening and they can help people embrace it instead of crush it?
1: Well, I think, um, from my perspective, I think two of the bigger problems, uh, and it's, I mean, it's probably beating a dead horse but i'd say one of the things is social media because a lot of it isn't really real um you know the, the things that people are seeing you know lavish lifestyles and people being famous for basically doing nothing um you know people get jealous and envious of that thing and the other thing i would say is entitlement people feel wow. nowadays that they shouldn't have to do any work so When they see something or they see somebody with something that they want, instead of congratulating them and thinking about, man, what could I do or what do I have to do to get that or to get the lifestyle that that person has? Um, You know, why do they have it instead of me? I should have that. I deserve it. And then on top of that, whatever it is that they're being envious about probably isn't real anyway. You know, that fancy house is probably an Airbnb that, you know, some influencer has rented out or you know the party lifestyle in the club is probably paid for by some promoter it's not even real um, things like that so i think that you know especially my daughter's a teenager now she sees a lot of that stuff on tiktok and instagram so you know you kind of have to be mindful of that as you know stuff like that comes across her feed but I, from my perspective i think those are two of the bigger the bigger things that cause those kind of problems
2: Mm, yeah, and to to kick her off of that, um, I've noticed it's um, it's when people notice that you're enjoying the the things that are free, or the things that are not possessions, or the things that are that you can't buy with money. You know, when when people are caught up in possessiveness and and owning, um, you know, the next toy or the newest thing. Uh, that joy runs out, you know, it's a a quick joy that you get from having it. But, you know, I I notice it's usually people who live that kind of lifestyle that envy or are jealous of people that are just able to be joyous with small things, you know what I mean? Like spending time with your family or just day-to-day life, you know what I mean? Just being able to be happy throughout life is something a lot of people don't like to see because they can't have it themselves.
0: I'm I'm with you both on everything you guys said. You know, it is a sense of entitlement. It's, you know, fake. It's fabricated 100%. And it is a lot of jealousy. Like we easily get jealous in our society of stuff that we don't have, that we say we don't want, but that's really what our heart is telling us that we want, what our soul is telling us that we want. We want that simple joy. We want those, we want to enjoy the small things. We want to enjoy those small moments like we see other people doing. Yet we're we're not, so we want to find a way to, to crush that. Because if they can't have it, I can't. If they can have it, but I can't, they can't have it either kind of thing. And it's it's a problem, but, you know, I definitely think it's solvable if we just have simple empathy for everyone, let people have their joy and embrace that joy with them and share those small wins with them. Share it with your family, share it with your kids, share it with your partner, even those small little things that small little accomplishments celebrate those things because those are where it's where that joy just builds and you feel that they feel it, and it's just more of those moments and more of those core memories that are being created. Mm, Do either yeah. you have any final thoughts on joy, Aaron?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's obviously we're not perfect, you know, we've we've probably gone through those things, but I think a lot of it stems from um, just realizing that. The, things don't bring you joy forever. It's, it's experience. And, uh, the moments that you share with people or the connections that you share, um, between people, it's, those are the things that'll last, you know, it's not anything that you can possess that'll make you happy forever.
1: Yeah. And I, I think for me, um, just, uh, you know, life can get super busy and hectic, you know, especially if you have, you know, children. So just take the time to smell the roses, you know, um, Don't get too caught up in work and just living a busy life um, where you feel like you're just, you know, waking up, working, coming home, sitting down and watching TV, you know, take time to, you know, play with your kids, um, catch up with your friends, um, you know, take find joy in in the small things. You know, I think uh, I didn't mention it, but one of the bigger things that brings me joy is actually the first cup of coffee in the morning, because that's like just starting the day off. You, You smell it, you get the caffeine going and that's been a big thing for me for like the last 10, 15 years. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be some big monumental task, but just, you know, any little thing, whatever brings you happiness and joy and any kind of peace, you know, hold on to it and see it for what it is.
0: Exactly. I love that. We're going to jump over to our next segment topic, whichever you want to call it. This is something for the parents out there. We're gonna be speaking to speak you dads, so stay tuned. <clears throat> Big thank you to our live studio audience. They love talking about joy there. You heard them all sobbing. You can see them crying right now. They're inspired, they're loving it. And the dads right now are on the edge of their seats. I see them. Over the past few decades, there's been a significant increase in our society of dads playing more and more active roles in parenting. As we realize, it takes more than just a mother to raise a child. However, even though we see a trend in the right direction, there are still a lot of men and fathers out there who make a choice to not be involved for one reason or another, which makes, honestly, it makes little to no sense to me. So let's get into being a dad here since all three of us here are dads, and we're each girl dads, so we're, like, top-tier dads. Because being a girl dad is tough. Yes, it is. Very. So, for you guys, Aaron, we're going to shoot to you first. What is the coolest thing about being a dad for you?
2: Uh, honestly, this is probably going to get you off guard, but it's what it's done to me. It's, um, it's really... It's really caused me to grow up and and change my mindset quite a bit. Um, Just from the time my second daughter was born to now, I can see a a huge change in my mindset and the way I think. Um, And especially when I had my first daughter, I was only 19, I believe. And it really just, it made everything click for me that it was time to grow up. You know what I mean? It's time to um, be responsible, to... um, to prepare for taking care of another life. And that's a real wake up call. You know, not too many things in life can simulate that. True.
0: Craig, how about for you? What's the coolest thing about being a dad for you?
1: You know, for me, um, just, especially as my daughter gets older, just seeing her turn into a young woman and just looking at her and saying, I did that. Like I, I raised her like I, I, I helped create who she is becoming and, and who she is. And it, it's just, it's amazing to, to see that. And I, I'll get into more into that when one of the further questions down, but <laughs> that's what I'll say for that one. now.
0: Perfect. For me, honestly, I think the coolest thing for me is that I wanted boys so bad. Never wanted girls. I always thought I was going to be, you know, have one in one. Now I have, two girls and honestly the coolest thing for me is being able to really embrace that feminism that was always there but always kind of very an immature level but now understanding it on a deeper level and how it affects them and honestly one of my favorite things is buying girl clothes for them Where does that sound? It's so much fun shopping for them because it's just different. It's more creative and definitely is more personality driven for them as well. And so with that, so those are some of the coolest things that we think about being a dad for us personally. But what are some of those moments that make being a dad so unbelievably cool that like you're like, wow, I would have never experienced this if I wasn't a dad and being a dad is just so unbelievably awesome because of this. Craig?
1: Um, I think the biggest things for me would be, I think, watching her persevere. Um, you know, if she hits a stumbling block, you know, if she's having a th- tough time at school, but then she does well on a test, or maybe she has a tough game playing soccer and then bounces back the next week or has a really great tournament. Or a, a bigger one for me, too, is, uh, you know, if I can show her something from my childhood and then it turns out she's interested in it as well, um just having yes. the bond there with that like that's always super cool because that's becoming like you know less and less common <laughs> the older she gets she's like this yes. is so awful like what are you doing you're so old so that's always fun
2: yes aaron Uh yeah for me it's it's um introducing my kids to new things and uh seeing them learn that's that's my the coolest thing it's um it's a different experience when You get to learn something new or you get to do something, but seeing your kids, you know, something that you've made, um, it's, it brings a different level of joy because you get to spark their mind and you get to bring it to them and you get to experience it together. And it's something you guys can, can share and enjoy together.
0: Absolutely. And Craig, I love that you mentioned like finding something in common because my oldest daughter, she's five, but she loves Pokemon. I love Pokemon. So I that was really cool that you mentioned that. But for me, what's so unbelievably cool is when she goes out of when my oldest one, because my youngest one's two, but my older one's five. And when she goes out of her comfort zone at the playground or something, when she actually goes and approaches that kid who's just kind of playing by themselves or, you know, she realizes, oh, I need to go and talk to that kid at school now because she's in kindergarten or just doing those things that like I've talked to her about, about. Being that person to go and make the friend, being that person to go out of their way to do something that no other kid's doing, and seeing her actually do it is like, wow, this little girl is just amazing, because I don't know if I would have done that if I was five. But here she is doing it, and she's scared out of her mind, but she's doing it anyway, and it turns out being a great time. So those moments are just awesome when they do something completely out of their comfort zone and they're so proud of themselves, and it's just amazing.
2: Yeah, there's so much. Go ahead, go. No, there's just so much excitement and little moments for, for kids, and it's cool to experience it with them.
0: Exactly. So when you guys first found out you were gonna be a dad, what was your reaction and why? I'm gonna lead us off here. I was 21. Um, when I found out that my now ex-wife was pregnant with our first kid and I'm pretty sure I just froze because I didn't actually believe it and I think it was real because we weren't necessarily trying to have a kid I think we were like a year into our marriage at that point so we weren't really trying but we weren't exactly being super careful either sure you gentlemen can probably relate um and I was just shocked I was like I'm pretty sure the first thing I said is we got to start like getting everything ready we got to get a crib we got to get this we got to do this we got to do this and started making like a list because I'm a very list person but I was also scared I was panicked I didn't know like what was going to happen next like I was excited I was nervous I was scared and all those all the feelings and looking back I was scared just because I was so young you know I was immature I was an assistant general manager at a Sonic that had just opened I was still in college like I was you know we were like a year into our marriage and our marriage wasn't like super strong at that point it never really was over the five years but that's another story but yeah it was just it was scary it was hard but here we are five years later on the other side of it and I couldn't be more, more happy that she's, she's here and around. So
1: Craig. So this is uh, bringing it back around to the first question that I answered. Um, Man, I was terrified. Um, My wife and I, so I guess, I mean, I'm assuming that's when it happened. She got pregnant on the honeymoon. We had been married for maybe two weeks. Uh, Like, of course we had talked about having kids, but yeah, we weren't trying not that soon. And she came home from work and she was like, you know, I was feeling a little weird. So, you know, I just, I just knew that I was pregnant. So I took a pregnancy test. And I I think my first words were there more than one comes in a pack. Can you, you know, (laughs) super classy. I know. Can you take the other one, the other two, whatever, however many came, of course, those all came back positive. And uh, I was just terrified. I mean, I was a little bit older. I was 30, um, but I know everybody always says, you know, I'm going to wait till I'm ready to have a kid. You know, I want to have all this stuff. I want to have some money. I want to have a plan. It it rarely ever works out like that. But I I didn't feel that I was really, we were just newly married. I didn't feel that we were ready to go down that path. Uh, Neither one of us was really good at taking care of ourselves at that point. I mean, (laughs) we ended up getting a divorce. So it was kind of like, how are we going to take care of this kid? So I was just super scared. Um, how could I be a good dad? You know, at that point, you know, didn't know if it was gonna be a girl or a boy. Um, so yeah, I just that first week or two after it was just like, you know, hey, wife's pregnant, super happy, put on a happy, excited face, but dude, just terrified, man. Everybody's like, how do you know? My friends would ask me, how do you feel? And I'm, I'm effing scared, man. Like, I don't, know. I don't know how this is gonna work. So yeah, just being able to look back now and say, I made it, I did it, like. Yeah, it's not it's not so bad. It was the best thing that ever happened to
0: me. True. So I mentioned I was twenty one, going on twenty-two, you were thirty, Aaron, you mentioned you were nineteen. What was your reaction?
2: Oh dude, if Craig thought he was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nineteen, I can't imagine. Yeah, man. Wow. It was um it was a spur of the moment thing, obviously. I mean, my wife and I were only about two or three years into our relationship and um we're going through college um and it just sprung up out of nowhere and i believe we found out because my wife was she missed her period and it wasn't it wasn't an uh a rare phenomenon like she's she's always had a like irregular period so you know we just thought oh you know it's it's just another one of those and uh, go CVS, picks up a test and of course comes out positive. And like Greg said, I was like, you know what, go ahead and take that second one. Let's, let's make sure. <laughs> and so it came back positive and it was just, a, a the biggest shock I'd ever had in my life. And, um, it took me like a good day to, to actually like wrap my head around it. So later on that night when I went back home, it, it just, I couldn't grasp it I couldn't get my mind around the fact that I was gonna have a kid you know I'd always told myself like oh no you know I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait till I'm married till I have you know a house have everything established and it it didn't happen that way and like Joel said you know I'm I'm very grateful for it um, I don't think I would have or have experienced any of the things that I have throughout my life to this point without my kids
0: True. And it sounds like we were each in our own mind and right, absolutely sh- shell-shocked. Yeah. Uh, wanted extra confirmation, even though we knew that first one was accurate. <laughs> we wanted to be double, triple sure, which is fair. Um, So obviously we, we each been there. We were each there. There are dozens and plenty of other fathers now and hopefully some of them are listening to us or fathers that want to be dads or not sure they want to be dads, but there's people out there who are unsure that they want to be dads, but yet there's a child on the way. What are you telling to that young man to, to help him? What's your word of advice to him, Craig?
1: I mean, just using myself as an example, everything's going to be okay. Um, Every fear, worry you have in your head is, you know, just your mind thinking of the worst case possible scenario. um, I think as we've all pretty much made clear, it's something that's going to change your life for the better. It's going to make you a better person. Um, You know, having children enriches your lives. You might feel like you're not ready for it, but I mean, let's be honest, nobody's really ever ready to be a parent. You know, no. it's something that you have to figure out as you go. You know, people can give you advice because they've been there, but no kid is like any other kid when they're born. So just, uh, you know, it's going to be bumpy at the beginning when you're figuring everything out, but you will figure it out. And, you know, a few years down the road, you're going to be like, man, I'm so glad this happened. This was the best thing that ever happened to me.
2: Yeah, to piggyback on what Craig said, I mean, it's just just having it in your mind that, you know, um, it may be rocky at the start, but a new day will come. And uh, for me, it's the biggest thing is a presence, just being present, being uh, supportive, being just being the best you can be for your partner or, you know, just just for your kid. You know, just doing all that you can. You know, it's not really about having the most stuff or being the most prepared. It's just being willing to do what you need to do.
0: True, and for me, you know, I would, I, I would echo what you guys said a hundred percent. But also, just tell them to breathe, let them know it's gonna be okay, and a lot like Craig said, having this kid, you being involved, is gonna do nothing but help you, help you grow, and help you become a better man and a better person out in the world. Nothing bad's gonna happen with you being involved in your kid's life nothing bad's going to happen with you putting effort time and energy into this kid you'll only see so many blessings and so many so much good come back from it and that's that's basically what i would tell them um you know of course answer questions and you know also probably share the perspective of kind of what it was like for me when my ex and i split Because when that happened, my youngest was five months old. And that first, you know, few months, I had them, you know, four or five nights a week. And so I'm trying to sleep train a five-month-old when I was working overnights, when my oldest was this age, or I was working, or, you know, it was difficult with your first one. But now I have an older one and a younger one. I got to take care of them both. And, you know, it was a lot. And also processing your own stuff, but also, you know, to tell them that it's okay to to still learn, to still grow up. You don't have to grow up right away. Learn, grow, and mature at your pace. It's got to be a little bit faster now, but also have fun, stay present, and be in the moment, and grow up with your kid. So any other advice that you guys would give current dads, expecting dads, dads that are unsure? Or just dads in general.
1: Uh, just one thing I'd like to say, not really a point of advice, but even just the things you mentioned about, you know, just the struggle with your kids being younger. I mean, you still you have and you are making it through. I mean, it might be difficult, but you're handling it right. Jay.
0: True. Yeah. We're
1: Yeah. So, I mean, even you know, bad scenarios come along. Hey, as a dad, you step up, you do what you got to do. You know, everything's going to be OK.
0: Exactly. Step up. There there is no step out option. Step up. Right. right. Just step yeah. up. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and I feel like that's a that's a huge point that um our society now is missing. You know, it's um it's a popular belief that um it's parents are better off being split or, you know, um a dad's better off not being in the the life of the child if it's not going to be together with the mother, but you know seeing jewel go through it and um also personal experience with some of my friends that i I had growing up um having a parent present even if they're split is huge you know so even if things aren't going to work out between you and your significant other you know just don't ever give up on the kid kids the world it's the future
1: yeah i totally agree with that i think uh i mean i I think kids are way better off having access to both, you know, as long as both uh-huh. parents are, you know, properly there for the kids needs and raising them. So, you know, I, I think kids are better off with both mom and dad. So I mm-hmm. wholeheartedly agree with that.
0: Exactly. Even if they're split, even if you're split, yeah. instance, yeah. another, even if you go through a divorce down the road, stay accessible, stay involved and, you know, step up and stay involved, do whatever it takes, fight, fight for your time, fight for your kid. Especially dad. The system's rough. System is rough. But fight for your kids. Fight for the time that's rightfully yours. That kids have you. You deserve just as much as a mother does in the situation. I will die on that hill. So. Oh, thank you, audience. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We're going to be right back. We're going to bring in some comic relief for you guys. We're going to do a draft. Of a girl dad survival kit. So stay tuned. No, not yet, audience. Not yet. Hold it. Hold it there. While we were while we were laying talking, pineapple does not belong on pizza. There's a lot of dust in the air. That's why I sound like this. It's allergy season within my my place. We are going to do a draft. We are going to be drafting girl dad essentials. So we're going to go four rounds here. We're going to be doing a snake draft, classic. Basically, we're making a girl-dad survival kit. You cannot duplicate the other person's pick. So please make sure that you be mindful of that. And if you hear it, cross it off your list and be upset. And react appropriately, please. The order that we're going to go is we're going to... craig got the 101. Aaron's got the 102. I have the 103. And then we're going to reverse it back. Craig... The one on one of a girl dad survival kit is.
1: All right, well, my daughter is now in high school and the boys are coming around, so I'm going to say shotgun. Just Hi- kidding. You Just there you kidding. go. That was a joke, awful joke. I <laughs> do not condone <laughs> violence against the high school boys. <laughs> no, seriously, I would take, with my number one pick, I would take patience as a girl dad.
0: Whew. Amen. Amen. All right, Aaron, you got the
2: 102. Um, <laughs> he, he took mine. My... <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is, uh, this is huge. I, I think this is going to last until my kids are adults, but it's snacks. Got to be uh, snacks, man. When, that's a good when one. When girls have a tantrum, tantrum, snacks are a, a lifesaver.
0: Snacks. Okay. See, I'm writing these down so I can put a poll on, on Twitter for who won. And it's going to be me because my most obvious, well, now I don't know where I need to go. Cause you guys took like a feeling and like an emotion and then you took like a physical thing. So now I'm split, but I have two picks. So with my one Oh three, because this one's important with girls compliments and reassurance, they're kind of the same thing, right? When you compliment, you re- you're giving reassurance, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say so.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be my one Oh three. And with the, To lead off the second round here, this one's an obvious one, but I'm taking a wet brand hairbrush because they are next level tier one hairbrushes, dads, moms, whoever you're listening to, go and get your little girls, not a sponsor, a wet brand hairbrush because they are literally the best hairbrushes you will ever have. Aaron, it's back to you.
2: Uh, yeah, with my 2-2, I'm going to have to go um, the, the best listening ear, I guess. So, like, the to be the, the best listener when my kids are, are speaking to me or are conveying something to me.
0: Okay, we're getting deep here. Craig, what are you taking? You get two picks.
1: All right, for the first one. I want to say the skills to do braids and ponytails properly. Oh,
2: there you go. Ooh.
1: And then the for the next skills. one, I'm going to choose Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> oh, man's a genius. Uh, Aaron, it's back to you.
2: Yeah, so with my three two, it's funny that Craig brings up Disney Plus. So I was we live in Southern California, so I'm gonna choose um a Disney membership or like a to the actual theme park.
1: That's a great one too.
0: Well, you guys suck. But (laughs) (laughs) I get two picks here to close us out. So for my third pick, because women, girls, they're always cold. Always. So, I'm taking a hoodie or a sweater here. There you go. Because my kids somehow are always cold. Ah, stop. Go away. I'm talking to my dog. I don't want my kids to go away. That's not my fourth pick. And then the elusive this is like more of a wish that I want on command. I just want it to arrive in my hand a hair tie or the proper hair accessory
2: <laughs> that i
0: need at that moment whether it's a clip for the bangs a hair tie to put it up a scrunchie whatever i need i want the appropriate hair piece or hair accessory that's what i'm ending my my draft with
1: just uh just so you know that that never goes away my daughter's yeah 14 she's still always looking for scrunchies and hair ties so
0: <laughs> you can buy a thousand of them and you never have yeah. enough
1: they especially always disappear. You, somehow, especially when you have two, know.
0: and one's yeah. two. Somehow, it's yeah. still like I don't know what happens to them all. I think they get eaten.
1: It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> one, it's one of the great mysteries of the universe. I, I don't know where they go. I probably spent a thousand dollars on them in fourteen years. I don't. I don't know. We moved. I yeah. thought they'd be under the bed, the furniture. They weren't. I, I don't know. They're no, not they hidden in the car.
0: They vanish. They literally yeah. vanish. They do. Yeah. Um. Aaron. Aaron. What's your fourth pick?
2: Uh, So this one, this is not really gender specific, but I have two kids. So the ability to separate them on command would be essential. <laughs> they argue so much.
0: <laughs> so some de-escalation?
1: Yeah, de-escalation. That'd be great.
0: All right, Craig, finish this out here.
1: All right, this one is more of a personal one. My daughter and I love to travel. Uh, She's actually been like my number one travel buddy since my wife and I split. We've been traveling, gosh, pretty much since she was like two, three years old. And I didn't have to pay for her tickets. Um, Just being her alone. So I'm going to choose a travel rewards credit card.
2: There you go. I love it.
0: Yeah, they start to get to that age where you actually have to pay for them to get into stuff. I'm just starting yeah, to get sucks. there with my older one, and it's like yeah, and pay it's... for her ticket into the baseball game, to pay for her ticket yeah. to here. It's like she's only five. Oh, the cutoff four. Of course it is. Um,
2: yeah.
0: You guys are. I don't know if your parents did it, but my grandma did it when I was younger. Even when I was like seven or eight, I was like a big seven, eight year old. But I was always told, "Say you're five.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to go through that when I was a kid too. Yeah.
2: Oh, and then yeah. your kid, your kid hits you with the, "But I'm seven, Dad." And then yeah. they hear
0: you, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> she she's five. She's five. I yeah. Okay, so this is this is where we ended on it. So Craig, you your survival kit includes patience, um, hair skills. That's what I labeled it here as: hair skills to braid to to do all the hair things appropriately in the way they're supposed to. Disney Plus and a travel rewards credit card. Aaron, you have snacks. Listening ears, a pass to Disney, and de escalation <laughs> on command. I have compliments and reassurance, wet brand hairbrush again, not a sponsor, hoodies and sweaters, and then hair ties and accessories to show up in my hand the one I need on command. We want that one.
2: Got- that one Fine. might just win you the, the draft, bud. I don't know. That's that's pretty essential right
1: there. That's, yeah, like that's
0: the most just, essential.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a lifetime thing until they, le- they leave the house.
0: <laughs> and then, then that's when you start finding them. That's going to be exactly. when you start finding them all, Chris.
1: Yeah. Then you can just mail them to them.
0: <laughs> just, you're just going to collect these huge boxes. They're going to be like those huge boxes that you put like clothes in, and then they're all just going to appear.
1: Yeah. You can give them a big suitcase full of those when they go off to college. They're going to open a suitcase. It's just going to be hair ties and scrunchies when they roll up in the dorm room.
2: Yeah. I guarantee you
1: they'll all get lost. <laughs> they'll
2: all be gone in like a week and she'll be calling me dad. Yep. yep. You remember
0: that box you gave me of the hair <laughs> the hair accessories? I need more. Um. Okay. So did you guys have anything else on your list that almost made the cut that didn't make the cut?
1: I actually thought about this one just in case there's any dads listening who have a daughter who is just about to hit their, uh, period or cycle. Um, I recommend having, uh, you know, maxi pads, wipes on hand, um, just because of an experience I had with my daughter, uh, during COVID, she had her first period, uh, with me, not with her mom. And she actually called her mom while I was walking my dog, which she was with me in her room, which was really weird. Cause she was too embarrassed to talk about it. Uh, Luckily, I did have that ready to go. So crisis was averted. So if any dads are listening and you have a daughter that age, I highly recommend that if you're on your own. Have
0: the basket ready.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Prepare the basket. Prepare it early. Just have it. Even if they collect dust, just have it ready.
1: Yes. Highly recommended.
0: That also opens it up that they can talk to you about it, too, because they'll have questions and they'll know. So then they'll be comfortable to talk to you.
1: Yeah. Aaron. You don't get a call from your ex-wife at 10.30 p.m. on a Friday night while you're walking your dog and your daughter is like 20 feet away from you in a room. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely.
0: Aaron, anything else that didn't make the cut for you?
2: Uh, yeah, I was going to say like unlimited access to Target, like whatever I want from Target, because Target's got everything, mm. toys, clothes. That is a but, good one. Yeah, that'd be overpowered. That'd just win the draft out of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> I would have taken that one over at Disney Pass, not going to lie. Um, for me, I had um, stuffed animals or squishmallows. just something oh, okay. soft and cuddly, uh, whether it's a blanket or a squishmallow. So just that category of soft and cuddly. And then another one for my kids, because they have curly hair, I'm sure Aaron, or we all have girls, so it doesn't matter, but curly hair is the worst. I put detangler on my list.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Because you got to keep the detangler on on hand. It's needed before the shower, after the shower, during the day, middle of the night. Whenever they decide to pick up a hairbrush, it's it's essential.
2: Dude, it seems like we need to make a channel explaining how to do uh, your child's hair. <laughs> like a <laughs> tutorial channel. <laughs>
0: Craig, has, uh, Craig has those skills, obviously. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> I, hair sucks. Being, that's the worst part about being a dude and having girls. That's the hardest thing. That's what I would tell them. I'm adding that to the last segment is to start YouTubing how to do fishtail braids and Elsa braids and (laughs) all the braids and all the hairstyles. Or start paying attention to when your girl does them so that you can kind of have a template.
1: That's a good idea.
0: But that is all we got. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Craig. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. Again, Craig, tell us where the people can find you.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was an honor. Um, you can find me pretty much every social media platform, single, at Single Dad Reboot. And I've also got my own podcast, the Single Dad Reboot Podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts on any of the podcast platforms.
0: Love it. And of course, for listeners, you can find us on all social medias at Young Dad Pod. You can find us on Facebook and TikTok under Ballboy Media. Thank you again so much for being here with us, Craig. Thanks again to you. Remember to go listen to the single dad reboot podcast and our podcast, leave five-star ratings on both, share them both with friends, share them both with another dad or five or all your friends, your whole fantasy football league. Cause you know, that'd be awesome. You guys all have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember that you're worthy, you're loved, you're enough, and you are doing a fantastic job. And...